These days it feels like my life is constructed of background noise. Constant, rhythmic, ever-present. It sounds like the cries of laughter and anguish flowing in steady stream from my children, the whirring of an espresso machine in a busy coffee shop, or the drone of house music pumping through my, ironically named, noise-canceling headphones. It's the buzz of my vibrating phone distracting me from work and the chatter of social media sound bites and videos. Most of these things are pleasant, some are not, but woven together they become a thick insulating garment that wraps me up and forms a barrier to connection and attention. Distraction is the antithesis of presence. What I find is often louder than the sum of the noises around me is the internal voice, the striving soul that continuously seeks to sort, categorize, and make sense of anything and everything. God gave me an active and creative mind, but if I'm not careful, the constant dialogue of that internal voice risks drowning out even the sweetest inputs of my life and loved ones. It is that voice that most frequently stands in opposition to the movement of the Spirit and serves as a blockade to my heart. In all of my years ping-ponging between belief and atheism, it is becoming increasingly clear to me that the noise of my mind is an obstacle to real, genuine faith and discovery, and that if I'm always speaking, odds are I'm not listening. How many times have I searched defiantly, incredulously, for the presence of God, the whole time trumpeting my thoughts and opinions into the void? If the Lord's voice comes as a gentle whisper and I've been talking over Him, what connections have I been missing? What elements of His presence have I passed by in ignorance? Perhaps he is inviting me to settle into the silence, to step into and embrace a real trust and faith, born on nothing else but waiting in the quiet for him to speak. In quietness and in trust shall be your strength. Isaiah 30, 15. These two words, quietness and trust, have had a profound impact on me this year. Neither of the two come easily for me, and their absence seems to be the precursor to most of the troubles in my life. Nowadays, it's easy to write off our shortcomings on personality or wiring. I'm an Enneagram 8. I trust no one. But how often do we create excuses to justify bad behavior or bad choices as innate disposition? Should the difficulty I have with trust be twisted into a positive character trait? Or is it an indication of a more serious problem that's keeping me from real connection? Is my struggle with silence due to simple extroversion? Or is it more a struggle with inner security? The Spirit is faithful in pressing on the areas of our flesh that need to change, but it requires an attentive ear and an unconventional response to our natural disposition. Personality shouldn't be an anchor to progress. BuzzFeed culture would have you click a few buttons and get an email with the results of how special you are. Jesus culture says, For if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if by the Spirit you put to death the deeds of the body, you will live. With this theme of surrender at the forefront of my mind, I hear more clearly than ever the call to live a faith born of silence. I think one begets the other. What is faith if not the setting aside of one's control and ability to influence and simply waiting on God expectantly, quietly? I read a book a few years ago called Eat, Sleep, Sit, a true account of a young Japanese man's year spent at Eheji, one of the most stringent Zen Buddhism training temples in Japan. I found it incredibly thought-provoking that in the Dojin ideology, enlightenment is not found at the end of the path, but arises out of the practice of walking the path itself. The way or spiritual journey, is a circle in which practice becomes the formative action by which enlightenment is discovered. So often we strive, we push, we pursue as a means to an end, hoping that enough effort might earn us a position at the top. But to what end? If Dojin is right and our spiritual path is circular, then a linear approach to progress will only yield frustration and feelings of insufficiency because we will never arrive. The truth is we are always arriving, every minute, into a moment of opportunity and possibility in which God has invited us to enter into his righteousness and find rest. 
Perhaps faith is increased less through brute force or strength of will, but simply by being with and receiving from the Lord. In the effect of righteousness will be peace, and the result of righteousness, quietness and trust forever. Isaiah 32, 17. So what does this silent faith look like in the middle of noise and chaos? Look to Jesus sleeping in a boat in the middle of the storm in Matthew 8. His disciples, surrounded by the wind and waves and fearing for their lives, awaken him in a panic. These are experienced fishermen, likely having spent most of their lives on the water, yet in this moment they have no ability to control the storm that risks sending them to the bottom of the lake. Why are you afraid, O you of little faith, says Jesus before rebuking the storm? The disciples' inability to trust caused them to despair, even in the presence of their sleeping Savior. I find it amazing that Jesus could sleep in an environment as seemingly disastrous as the text puts it. I can barely fall asleep on a plane, constantly analyzing every jolt or movement as if my constant scanning might prevent me from terror in some way if the plane really were to go down. It's a ridiculous response to my lack of control. Yet Jesus slept soundly in the noise of the storm, and his behavior should guide my own. A quiet mind leads to a rested body, and a body that rests in total reliance on God is full of peace. This kind of faith, faith that can sleep in the storm, is not easy for me. I was not gifted with a natural trust in God, his work in my life, or even his existence. That said, I've been around long enough now to understand that the things we call good and true do not often come easy. And if I'm going to find success in the areas of my life that are difficult, I will have to work smarter, not harder. For me, that means fighting against the noise and clutter of my mind and seeking out moments of tranquility in the mayhem of normal life. I may not have the ability to rebuke the storm or silence the waves, but I can rely on the man who did and trust that he is in control. Peace is like a flame and will spread quickly when it is stewarded and directed with intention. Within the context of Christian community, it has the ability to create an environment that is so countercultural that a world in turmoil can't help but notice. People so desperately need peace today, but we will never model that peace that passes understanding if we do not first find it in Jesus. It has been a hard season for me as I struggle with these truths, but I know the Lord is asking me to find quiet stability in who He truly is. I'm beginning to understand the heart of the psalmist that wrote, For God alone, O my soul, wait in silence, for my hope is from Him. He alone is my rock and my salvation, my fortress. I shall not be shaken. I want to thank you for listening to the Salt Advent Christmas Magazine. If you want to experience more content like this, please join me in giving support to Salt by going to salt.com. Merry Christmas.